Loudspeaker Studios. Hello, welcome to the Hangover Liberation Society. It's a podcast where we dive into the benefits of sobriety from our own experience and from stories from the community. I am Erin Ranta. And my name is Adrian Vandervalk. And we are the co-founders of the Hangover Liberation Society and Reba Recovery. Today, we are talking about how time changes once you remove alcohol. No more wasting time with hangovers, planning out drinking. If you are anything like me, you planned out your drinking, made sure it was happening. No more canceling plans that you have to reschedule, and therefore that plan takes twice the time. Then, if you are the lucky ones, not, people do experience blackouts, you literally lose time. Poof, and it's gone. And so is the next, at least half of the next day. So time is quite broad, though, so we'll be a little more specific today, and I'm going to dive into mornings, not just losing time from sleeping in, but the quality of time in the morning. To me, if the quality of time is bad, it is really just like losing time. Before I share a bit more, Adrian, what comes to your mind when you think about wasted morning time from drinking? I definitely relate to the idea that the quality of time is such a waste when you're hungover. And for me, that really took the form of just feeling incredibly full of shame and anxiety. I think about this a lot now, especially because I spend a lot of time trying to help myself be less anxious because anxiety is basically just, I read a meme recently that said it's creating a conspiracy theory about yourself. It's trading in ideas about things that might happen that or might be happening that really aren't. And that takes so much energy away from living your best, most creative, authentic life. And I think about how much brain power I spend worrying about things that are really never going to happen when I could be spending those things working on making the world a better place, being creative, being more connected, or just being at peace. I mean, it doesn't always have to be about productivity, but just existing in the world in a way that feels safe and comfortable and nurturing. Anxiety robs us of that. And that's where I really see those morning changes most significantly in my life now that I'm sober. That is such a good point. I know in my experience, the addition of the mornings back into my life has been a game changer. It you know, it may seem drastic, but I was desperately hungover for probably two decades for most days of the week. And the mornings, I would have such uh, dread and such anxiety that they truly did feel lost. Now, in contrast, my toddler is my alarm clock. I don't press snooze 17 times. I have the energy for her. I'm not scared of smelling like alcohol from the night before. And it's just such a different experience. Do I want to sleep in sometimes? Of course. Bed is so cozy and the day can still seem daunting. Nothing's perfect, but there's so much less anxiety. I'm going to talk a little bit more specifically about the actual anxiety that happens from drinking in the morning. It's not a coincidence that we all go through. It's an actual physiological thing that happens. A hangover, it's like a mini withdrawal from drinking each and every time. Sometimes they start at three or four in the morning. 
And I know from talking to people, I am not the only one who used to wake up panic stricken at those wee hours. Adrian, is that something that you would have experienced? I definitely did. And going back to what I was saying about having a lot of skills in my toolbox to help myself Mm -hmm. overcome anxiety, I was never, ever able to overcome that. No amount of breathing or visualization or meditation could bridge those hours of just waking up pretty panicked. And I didn't understand why that was, but the more I learned about it, you're exactly right. It is physiological. It's something that's happening in your nervous system. And I think especially because over time, my brain became wired to believe like, I can't overcome this. This is just something that happens. I felt like it was something I deserved because I had drank the night before. And that created, that was its own self-fulfilling prophecy. And it was miserable. And all the guzzling of water and seltzer and coffee does not help either. So alcohol, it interrupts various neurotransmitters such as serotonin and endorphins, which can, as we know, greatly affect your mood. The most important regarding anxiety, it's the way alcohol interacts with GABA pathway. So I was happy to see more information about this topic in a more mainstream kind of easy read, which was Self Magazine. Oh, that's cool that Self is writing about this. Yes. I wouldn't think that such a... I don't know, maybe it was a bit of a taboo topic a few years ago, would be in such a pop culture magazine. Mainstream for sure. Mainstream magazine, yes. Where there's usually articles about, you know, lose that 10 pounds and how to get rid of baggy circles under your eyes, that kind of stuff. Turns out alcohol could be really good for that. (laughs) For all these things, yeah. (laughs) In Self, Dr. Bogenschutz tells the magazine that alcohol activates the brain's inhibitory system. That's the GABA activity as it simultaneously attenuates the brain's primary stimulatory system. So when you get what the brain's inhibitory system is working overtime and the stimulatory system is slowed down is that delightful, relaxed feeling that sets in after a couple drinks. The thing is, if you're drinking heavily for a long period of time, this can include one long night of drinking, by the way. So the brain tries to adapt to these changes by downregulating the inhibitory system and upregulating the stimulatory system. This is just our very smart brain's way of maintaining homeostasis. So it's basically this poisonous alcohol is trying to fuck with you, bring you up, bring you down, trying to find some middle ground, and it causes some anxiety. So When you stop drinking, you're left with a brain that's been adapting to alcohol's sedative effects by dialing down the inhibitory system and dialing up the excitability system. When this happens, you may feel jittery, irritable, and anxious. In other words, cue the anxiety. This is so interesting. And it also reminds me of one of my other favorite podcasts that talks about what is happening in your brain and body when you drink and when you stop drinking, which is Sober Powered and its wonderful host, Jill. So yeah, I'll link a couple of her episodes in our show notes, but she does a really good job breaking this down in significantly more detail. She's a scientist, but I find this so empowering, like knowing what is happening in my brain and in my body makes me feel like 
okay, with my conscious decision-making and over time, this is something I can actually overcome. And it decreases the frustration of those times when you weren't able to fix this problem. Right, because you didn't know. Bringing it back to time, and especially time in the morning, it really comes down again to that quality of time. The anxiety I felt made the time I was lying in bed so awful that I was in such a negative frame of mind, and it set the whole day up in a really bad way. So of course, the lack of pounding headaches, dreaming of water and Sprite and anything to hydrate, even though Sprite's not hydrating. By the way, does anyone relate to the sip of carbonation in a hungover moment? I would always have to have that. Oh, yeah. My drink of choice was Fountain Fanta, that orange, terrible. Yeah, but it had to come from a fountain. Like if I could find that, I felt like, okay, I can survive this hangover, but it's actually kind of hard to find. Yeah, that's kind of a random one. But having a clear head that is not filled with anxiety and dread really takes the cake even over all those physical bad things that came with the hangovers. I've been thinking lately about how life is basically just a collection of tiny moments. Hmm. That's kind of an interesting way to think about time, like breaking it down into these little micro moments. And I find that empowering too. Like I could exercise control over the next moment, you know, and we talk about taking one day at a time, even just one moment at a time. We can be bringing the most authentic version of ourselves to the world moment by moment. That builds up over time to a life that feels a lot more aligned and that we can be proud of. That is such a beautiful way to think about it. I know when I was trying to get sober, I did have to break it down to one moment at a time. So why not take that route to really live our true selves? I love that. I mean, ultimately, that's kind of what mindfulness asks us to do, just to be very present in the moment without future tripping or getting all tangled up in the past, which we can't change. So true. Hey there, I'm Sarah Moneres, the host of the We Podcast, your space for inspiration, stories, and real talk. On the We Podcast, we love talking about the things most people don't openly talk about the real, messy human experience and how we can grow through it. Tune in on Loudspeaker every week on Monday nights at 7 p.m. Mountain and on Tuesdays on any of your favorite podcast apps. Join us in this space that's all about connecting through our stories, showing up for the real, and embracing the truth that we are not on this journey alone. See you there. Each episode, we bring you a big sober energy tip, just a little nugget of something that you can try to enhance your life. And the one I'm going to talk about today is called The Morning Pages. It's from Julia Cameron's book, The Artist's Way, which is kind of an iconic book of exercises and inspiration for everyone's true artist to come out, whether you are a professional artist or you are your own artist, doesn't have to be drawing, but it can be, you know, I used to dance. I want to get back into dance or I like to write or my art is cooking, whatever it may be. So what you do is upon awakening, grab your journal and pen, or if you must type, go for it, grab your computer. 
I really am a fan of a nice, fresh journal and sharp pen. And just go for five minutes without putting your pen down and write. Let your stream of consciousness from the night just get out of your head and don't use punctuation. Don't think about writing. Don't edit this. Don't like show it to anybody. This is just for you to kind of cleanse that morning of awakening, the bridge between the moment of awakening and the day to come. I really suggest trying this for a week and seeing how you feel, especially if you are one that suffer, suffers from anxiety in the morning. I still do. I've been sober for a little bit and it's, you know, it's a lot better, but it still exists. So this is an exercise that really does help. What I love about that is you mentioned it's the bridge from being asleep to being awake. I feel like it's also honoring the bridge between your subconscious and your conscious mind. Like before we get completely caught up in the day to day, we can tap into whatever might be kind of lingering from sleep when our subconscious really takes over. And it's so much more powerful than we ever tap into and give it credit for. And I feel like this is a really nice way to do that. And this book was written and the exercise was presented before cell phones. So now I really think it's important, especially because most of us grab our phones first thing. So just do this before you grab that phone and let us know how it works for you. Another thing we like to do in every episode is to incorporate either a little mindful movement or meditation. And both of those things are really at the core of our work in the Hangover Liberation Society. Students who go through our intensive program are supported in developing a daily movement and meditation practice. And we see that as being really, really central to a sustainable, holistic recovery journey. So without further ado, let's do some meditation together. Wherever you are, whether you're sitting or lying down, don't meditate if you're driving, please. Let your spine be long, arms and legs uncrossed. If you feel comfortable closing your eyes, go ahead and do that. Take a big breath in and let it go through your mouth. Let the day so far just roll off of you and give yourself permission to go inward and start to ride the wave of your breath. Pay attention to the sound and the sensation of your breath. Noticing the rise and fall of your chest. The feeling of the air moving over your upper lip as you draw the breath in and release it out. Just bring a sense of neutral curiosity as you observe your inhales and your exhales. You don't have to try to change your breath in any way. And if your thoughts start to invade your consciousness, don't worry about it or judge yourself for thinking. Just bring that same sense of neutral curiosity to your thoughts and gently invite them to come back later. 
return your attention to your breath. Breathing in and breathing out. Anchoring here in the breath, just for a few moments at a time every day, even when we're not quote unquote meditating, tapping into this source of meditative breathing that we carry with us all the time. those small moments of mindfulness add up to more time when you feel at peace when you feel centered within yourself you are already the person that you want to be and by connecting with yourself you empower yourself to make decisions from that place of being the truest and best version of you. Just anchor here for a moment in that knowledge. As you take a few final breaths in silence, And then when you feel ready, you can bring yourself back into your conscious body. Open your eyes and bring yourself back into the room. Well, that was so beautiful. Thank you, Adrian. You're so welcome. I love the point about you don't need to be in a specific quote unquote meditation to Use those moments of breath one moment at a time. Exactly. Just want to thank each and every one of you for listening today. Yes, we hope that the time that you spent with us today will make the rest of your day more valuable and encourage you to appreciate the time that you spend sober because it really is a beautiful gift. And if you are listening to this and you are not sober, feel free to reach out to us. We can talk to you about that if getting sober is something that you are looking towards, curious about? Yes, absolutely. We are here to help in many different ways. You can learn more about our work at reverrecovery.com. Follow us on Instagram at reverrecovery. We also have a Facebook group that's full of some really wonderful people. And you can always book a free visioning session with us to talk more about our program and whether or not it would be a good fit for you. We would love it if you would rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. That really helps other people to find it. And we so appreciate you being here and spending your time with us today. And as always, cheers to you and your liberation. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hangover Liberation Society is a production of Feminist Hot Dog and Loudspeaker.
This has been a listener-supported production of Loudspeaker Studios. For more on this and other programs, visit loudspeaker.org.